Vanguard Radio. No Jews. Just right. VNN Free Talk Live with Jeff Beck. Well, welcome to the broadcast, folks. Uh, glad to be here and, and happy you're with me tonight. It's been a number of weeks since we've had a, a broadcast here uh, on VNN Live broadcast. And so, um, yeah, I think it was uh, December 18th. And uh, my voice is not quite back into shape yet. I was uh, quite sick during that uh, uh, New Year's time, so... If I, it sounds a little weak or whatever, uh, let me know, uh, and I'll try to turn up the volume, mic volume. Okay, we've got a number of things to go through here before we get into the show and some commentary, and then we'll have Alex on. And uh, anyway, but uh, I hope you all enjoyed the uh, MLK broadcast. Try to throw in a lot of new clips in there, uh, new in terms of uh, what we had in the Yuletide uh, program. Uh, some more um, uh, Pierce and... Uh, Rockwell, like I said, I'm, I'm just really impressed with Rockwell. Uh, it was kind of interesting to hear uh, Pierce talk about Rockwell in in uh, in Griffin's uh, Living White. Uh, so uh, if you have a chance, if you've read that book, you know what I'm talking about. We hope to do more uh, broadcasts like uh, that we had today the, with the marathon. I think the next big holiday is um, well, next big holiday in terms of VNN anyway, and and the white nationalists at large is Adolf, Hitler, Adolf Hitler's birthday. So maybe we can put something together uh, in that in, uh, for that show. If you have any clips uh, you think would be kind of appropriate, you know, it's a real smorgasbord. We can throw just about anything in there as long as it's kind of funny uh, songs. Uh, but, of course, if it has anything to do with uh, our movement and Adolf Hitler, that might be, that might be something to uh, let us know about and leave a message on the forum in the, uh, in the Free Talk Live thread. Um, so anyway, we have some other internal VNN news to talk about, in particular an important one, how to contact this show. Uh, we have a new phone number, so, and I'll, I'll repeat it here, 660-675-4388. Okay, someone just told me I got a little feedback here, so I'll turn this down. Okay, that's 660 660- Six seven five four three eight eight, and of course the Skype number. When you when you call Skype, there's no long distance charge, and the six six zero area code is in Kirkville, so I don't imagine too many people will be making local calls to that number. So that's the real advantage to uh, Skype. Our Skype ID is VNN Free Talk Live. That's VNN Free Talk Live. And for both methods, I, I'd recommend that you send a chat message before just blindly calling the show. We don't, uh, you know, we don't have a, 
uh, a studio here, really. We can't put people on hold, and we don't have somebody answering the phones to find out what's going on. So it would be nice if you would still download Skype and, and send me a chat message. And if you want to use the regular phone to call, six, uh, which the number is 660-675-4388, that's in the forum thread. You can do that. But it really would be nice to send uh, a chat message and so we can kind of uh, work you into the program. We don't have a rich Jew financier uh, who pays, uh, like they do Howard Stern, $88 million a year for showing up and making dirty jokes. So we kind of have to work with what we have. Anyway, um, I don't have confirmation on this, but it looks like we may have a new uh, host uh, that would join the VNN Free Talk Live team. Uh, I, this is not confirmed. Uh, but it, this is something that, that we very much encourage. Uh, I don't look at this actually, and this is my show, but I don't look at it as actually my show. I just look at it as part of the, the collective uh, effort of people here on VNN, and I'm not the only one. And uh, uh, if you want to do a show, you want to plug your blog, you want to play music, you want to talk about what you think uh, is right or wrong in our movement, uh, get on the horn here and we'll try to make a place for you. Uh, it's got to be on topic, uh, but uh, there's a huge demand for uh, entertainment or information, news and information crafted, crafted from a white nationalist perspective. So we've got a platform here. That's We don't ask anything. Just join us and help us. Uh, on the um, VNN main page, uh, of course, Sunlit Heights also. Uh, I noticed there was a new white nationalist blog. Uh, it's called Detroit is Crap.blogspot.com, and it's authored by a participant here on this forum, White, white Man for White Land. So give it a visit, as well as uh, all the other white nationalist blogs that I know of. Uh, I guess uh, that's uh, New Jersey Unfiltered, that's Bud White's, and Yankee Jim's uh, Hudson Valley Freeman. And, of course, uh, Alex's Kirksville today, which is always interesting. Uh, about the forum itself, let me see if there's any uh, messages here on the forum. Let me check it. But there is uh, some information about the forum uh, that, uh, okay, nothing nothing on the forum thread. This is the forum thread in the general discussion. Uh, about the forum itself, uh, traffic, traffic is really increasing, and... The VNN technical staff uh, knows about the many errors and uh, so on which are burping up all the time uh, on the forum. Uh, there are a number of different reasons for this, and, and some of the reasons have been fixed. Uh, one thing uh, VNN has done is to procure, procure a new server so that we can better configure the forum and add more processing and memory resources. Of course, that means we'll need to migrate uh, the forum that's on this host right now to a new server, and that means an outage. So stay tuned for details, but um, we'll probably have to do that on a weekend coming up here. Uh, but we, we do know about these problems, and, and there's been an increase in, in, uh, in readership and activity on the forum. So that accounts for at least this latest wave. Of course, it went through those ridiculous DOS attacks which I guess enough has been said about that. Uh, James Mason's Siege. Uh, we're going to have more chapters uh, released from that, but the the narrator 
of this audiobook has been sick for some time, and his voice has uh, not yet cleared up. So the project is on hold. Maybe, maybe my next FTL, uh, at least the FTL hosted by me, which will be next Monday, there may be more chapters released. At least that's what I'm working for. Um, I want to make sure everyone knows about the White Patriot Leader. Uh, this is the second, I believe, the second edition of the White Patriot Leader, and this is the fifth newspaper release by VN Inform. Of course, the Aryan Alternative 1, 2, and 3 preceded the White Patriot Leader. Um, the volunteers that uh, crafted this work did a really good job. I guess that some of that goes to Joseph, I believe. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm sure other people worked on this to make it a success, and of course the people that are distributing the paper, uh, it, you know, it's all it's all for naught unless we get distributors. So how can you distribute? Well, you can look on the forum, uh, the forum threads uh, for the White Patriot Leader 2, or you can call Rounder. You can leave a PM uh, message form on the forum, or you can call him. And I think this number is still active. If it's not, someone let me know. Uh, 417-463-7703. That's 417-463-7703. Or you can write Glenn Miller, P.O. Box 3861, Springfield, Missouri, 65808. That's Glenn Miller, P.O. Box 3861, Springfield, Missouri, 65808. And our phone number, of course, and Miller's address uh, and phone number, if someone would be motivated to post that in the forum thread, that would be nice. Okay, one last, um, one last VNN internal item. I uh, want to remind our listeners that Mr. James Hawthorne and Lee Gardner produced Aryan Matters 12. Give it a listen if you haven't already. I thought it was a pretty good program, this, uh, this last installment. And you can find that program uh, by going to govnn.com and clicking on the archive icon on the right side panel. Okay, well, we're done with all of that. And um, Alex will be on tonight soon. And um, But I wanted to go over a few uh, items here briefly, which the controlled media has deliberately overlooked. And uh, before we, we plow into these reports of... Uh, slurs and wars and rumors of wars. I'd like to play a, a short clip from uh, uh, the movie Idiocracy. Have you guys seen that yet? And there's a lot of free copies floating around, so uh, if you don't want to buy it, uh, but uh, you can, of course you can go to, I guess, Amazon or wherever and, and find a copy of, of Idiocracy. Uh, but this is the, um, if you've seen the movie, this is the um, part of the movie where um, the President of the United States uh, first of all, idiocracy is about a, a dysgenic future. Uh, that means that uh, where the uh, fit and intelligent are uh, outbred by the degenerate and stupid and dull. And uh, the whole planet essentially is uh, inhabited by uh, nitwits and idiots. And, and um, I know there was a lot of uh, brown people in this movie. Maybe that's one reason why it was suppressed. But anyway, uh, this is the segment I'm going to play here is the speech by... Uh, uh, in the House of Representing, uh, by the nigger president of the United States, his name is a Camacho. 
you'll hear that. And he's explaining uh, to Joe, he's explaining how Joe, or uh, as he's called in the movie, not sure, uh, is he's the smartest man in the world, and he's going to save the world. He's going to make the crops grow and fix the economy. And uh, well, anyway, here's the clip. Uh, the the uh, clip's about two minutes. Shit. I know she's barren with all that starving bullshit and the dust storms and we running out of french fries and burrito covers. Yeah. But I got a solution. That's what you said last time, didn't you? I got a solution. You're a dick. South Carolina, what's up? That's what I thought. Now, I understand everyone's shit's emotional right now. But listen up. I got a three-point plan to fix everything. Break it down, come on, Joe. Number one, we got this guy not sure. Number two, he's got a higher IQ than any man alive. And number three, he's going to fix everything. I give you my word as president. To fix the problems with all the dead crap. He's going to make them grow again. And that ain't all. I give you my word. He's going to fix the dust on the I give you my word. He's going to fix it. President Camacho stood before the world and promised everyone that Joe would solve all their problems. He would not only end the Dust Bowl and heal the economy, but he would cure acne and car sickness as well. And if he didn't, President Camacho made another promise. He would kick Joe's smart balls all the way up to the roof of his smart mouth, and then he would throw his brainy ass back in jail. Ha! <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> in one week. Anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. I guess it's probably going to be more funny if you've seen the movie. Anyway, um, uh, I wonder what um, uh, our idiot in chief George W. Bush. Uh, uh, he's not. Uh, maybe he is as stupid as uh, President Camacho, but he's the. Uh, as we know, he's the. He's the decider. So what's the decider been deciding? Huh? I don't know. Decider, and I decide what is best. Decider, and I decide what is best. And uh, what has the decider been deciding? Well, the decider acts to me like he's a, a little bit worried. And um, in particular, I read this story. It was a real sleeper story off of uh, uh, the AP. Uh, the White House and the Secret Service quietly signed an agreement in the midst of the Jack Abramoff scandal. Uh, lobbying scandal, declaring that 
Records identifying visitors to the White House are not open to the public. Hmm. By the way, this um, this Jack Abramoff or Abramoff uh, reminds me of the character Meyer Wolfsheim in uh, F. Scott's Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby. I don't know. I, I read that when I was in school, in high school. I probably don't have people read that anymore. This book, uh, The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And if you've read the book, you know that this uh, Wolfsheim is uh, a Jewish gangster. And he has all kinds of criminal connections. And what's, what's interesting about this Wolfsheim, and what, what kind of made me think about uh, Abramoff, was that uh, this Wolfsheim seemed to know all these kind of like uh, elite waspy types. Uh, back east in the, in the 1920s, and he he tended to be he was acted like he was real connected with these people, even though he was not of the same uh, class as uh, as these these rich wasp people uh, that Fitzgerald describes so well in The Great Gatsby, and uh, this is um, you know this is the same sort of group that the Bush family uh, also came out of. Uh, they came out of this. Um, uh, New England uh, sort of uh, Episcopalian elite and if you've read that book you kind of know what I'm talking about well anyway enough about the great Gatsby and Fitzgerald um, the Bush administration didn't um, didn't reveal the existence of this uh, memorandum of understanding until quite recently the memo was uh, signed by White House and Secret Service the day after a Washington based group asked a federal judge to impose sanctions on the Secret Service in a dispute over White House visitor logs for Abramoff. And of course, Abramoff is uh, hes a Jew-influenced peddler and uh, a crook and so on. You know, another thing I haven't kept up on as well is the uh, ADL scandal uh, where they had some people that were spying on the government uh, I don't remember even the figures involved in that. It seems like the story has just dropped off the uh, planet. Anyway, I don't know. It looks to me like uh, like Bush has got something to hide. Uh, uh, he's, you know, what is he, you know, uh, right? He's kind of lost to to hide something. It sounds to me like, you know, really, to be quite honest with you, it seems to me like Bush is a crook, not just a liar and and in the service of the Jews, but you know, maybe an, an aspect we've really overlooked to this guy is that he's just a downright crook. I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. I bet my speculation is right. What, what do you think? But I don't appreciate the speculation. What? But I don't appreciate the speculation. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. We'll move on. Well, what about our new Congress? We've got a new Congress, and it was voted in as a expression of dissatisfaction with the president's policies i think that's i think that's really pretty clear don't you and uh this is a new majority in congress and was was put in place to really to really oppose the deciders policies and it's probably not just his iraq policy which is the most obvious failure uh that we have uh in front of us but it seems like almost everything this guy touches uh is is a complete failure and isn't this really how the Constitution and democracies are supposed to work? Doesn't it sound good? I mean, we don't live in a one-party state, do we? You remember all that talk in, in the 70s and so forth, at least I do, in the 80s about the Soviet Union and a, a one-party state. 
And how, you remember all that talk, right? Buckley and the National Review crowd used to talk about this all the time, about how we live in a free Western democracy, and we have opposition, right? And we tolerate, we tolerate dissent, right? And that's why we fought the Cold War. That's, that's why the whole Cold War was fought for that 60 years or so, right? So, you know, we could have these kind of freedoms and, and, and preserve them. Well, let's hear right now from members of the new Democrat Congress. Let's, let's see exactly just what sort of direction they're going to take the country now, now that they're in power, uh, now that they rule the Congress. Just what are they up to? Let's just see how they're, they're challenging the uh, policies of the imperial president, George Bush. This is from Charlie Gibson's ABC show, and this is um, a number of congressmen that he, that he interviewed. Here, let, let's roll the tape. With three new House Democrats today, Heath Schuler of North Carolina, Nancy Boyda of Kansas, and Patrick Murphy of Pennsylvania. It was interesting to hear them say they're not satisfied with the president's handling of Iraq, but are inclined in the end to go along with it. Would you vote in favor of money to support another 20 to 40,000 troops in Iraq? I think we're going to vote to support um, what the, what the, what the commander-in-chief and what our military is asked to do. At least I am certainly going to vote to support it. So, so if he wants a surge, you'll get it? Yes. If he wants a surge, you'll get it? He is the commander-in-chief, Charlie. He's the commander-in-chief, Charlie. And this is the kind of quality leadership we get today. It's, it's, it's just bottom of the barrel. And, and you can forget John C. Calhoun or Jefferson Davis. Uh, those days are gone. This arrogant little bitch, and she's a Democrat in the opposition. He's the commander-in-chief, Charlie. It's just out of the frying pan, in the fire today, folks, with this government of ours. Substantially, you know, we don't really have any options or differences between these two parties. In fact, the elected political leadership is, for the most part, toothless. They can't oppose the Jewish agenda. They can't oppose the Jewish money. And they can't oppose the Jewish media, which frames every issue. That's why nothing changes in Washington, D.C. Yet, there's another comment I'd like to make about this Boyda representative, this, uh, this new Democrat. And she's not the only one. But she, it's, her comment is just so egregious, it can't be ignored. Anyway, this, this Congress critter from Kansas named Boyda... Anyway, it's this particular statement in the end that, that really gets me. He is the commander-in-chief, Charlie. He is the commander-in-chief, Charlie. There is a point to be made here, a very important one, uh, important one. And, and the reason why I make it is because we need to pay attention to details. From my understanding, the president is the commander-in-chief after a declaration of war has been voted upon by the Congress. In effect, that's true. That's probably not written down exactly like that in the Constitution. In this case, the Congress has never even declared war. It, the Congress just simply, in effect, put its collective hands over its eyes and ears and said, do whatever you like, you got a blank check. That's not how the Constitution works, folks. It requires a vote to do these things. Congress has just utterly rolled over. And I told you why just a few minutes ago. Furthermore, 
Congress has the power to investigate and prosecute, hold its own trials of members and, and of anybody in the country or any any person it likes, and that includes members of the executive branch, as well as restrict funding to the president. But all of which they will not do, because Congress is a joke. Congress is a joke. The Jews are in control of the executive branch, and in effect, they're in control of the Congress too. They set the agenda, not the voters of this country, not the constitutionally designated people that we vote for, or I don't vote, so you perhaps you vote for. They don't control anything in this country. They may be able to you know, send some fight over some scrap of money to send back home to make a bridge or something like that, or to uh, build a diversity center. That's just about it, folks. To enrich their friends. That's about as far as it goes. That's all, that's all the power your constitutionally elected people go. You know, this, this nonsense of going back to the Constitution, it really, it really highlights the difference between Rockwell's time and our own time. If you listen to his clips, you know, it was still, even in his time in the mid-60s and early 60s, it was still possible to, you know, imagine uh, a group of right-wingers like Rockwell and, and the American Nazi Party uh, going out there and doing battle with these Reds and saving what was left. There were enough men alive that, you know, had it been handled better, it could have been done. But today, just forget about it, folks. You're not going to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Something new has to, to come about. And, you know, just mentally accept that. And I'm sure most of us listening tonight do. So, I, I want to remind the listeners that they can call the program here in a little bit. I'm almost done here. And the number is 660-675-4388. That's 660-675-4388. And the Skype ID is VNN Free Talk Live. And I believe Kai Kerter reminded me that Abramoff is in fact a Jewish rabbi. And so um, put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right, before we wrap up here, I want to talk about another political figure. And this is an ex-president. And what happens when a political figure opposes Jewish power, uh, they're smeared. And then they're removed from office. They're voted out. And as I recall, this is exactly what happened to Abu Resk up in Dakotas, I believe North Dakota, and Finley. Now, if the political figure that criticizes Jews is a retired president, it's, it's a bit harder to work them over. But there are always ways. And you may recall that Jimmy, uh, former President Jimmy Carter released a book called uh, Palestine, Peace, Not Apartheid, and basically described uh, the situation there in, in terms of apartheid like the liberals did with South Africa. And that's why Jimmy Carter is not one of us. But anyway, uh, one of the comments from that book is he said that the U.S. media is dominated by voices from Jerusalem, Jews, in essence. Well... There's been a wave of resignations this last week from the Carter Center. Uh, notably, most of them are Jews, and it got a lot of press attention, as you might imagine. And that's, that's one of the ways that the Jews exercise their little levers of power. And, and the other is by the smear 
and that's been already employed by a rat face boy. That's Alan Dershowitz. And I, I, you should look up uh, TA3, and there's a great picture of him next to a rat. And uh, if you haven't seen that photo, look it up. But anyway, uh, but also, you know, you can have anonymous people call in, like, like this call on uh, C-SPAN. Aurora, Illinois. Yes, uh, Mr. Carter, you're an anti-Semite. And let me explain why I think you're a bigot, a racist, and an anti-Semite. No I think, Caller, that the name, the name calling is, is, is okay. enough. Should I come in? Also, in the, um, yeah, that's exactly what happens. And, of course, you know, Carter has pretty thick skin. He's near the end of his life. He doesn't really have too much else they can, they can do to him. But also in the um, no criticism must uh, go unchallenged. We have new reports of um, anti-Semitism breaking out across the country, bursting like water seeping through a dike. This is an odd one that I found here. This is another one that didn't end up on the forum. Uh, This is about General Clark and an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. In her online column, Arianna Huffington reported an encounter she had with General Wesley Clark at a brunch preceding the swearing-in ceremony of uh, Representative Nancy Pelosi as House Speaker. Retired General Clark, the grandparent who had bombed uh, Serbia, and who, uh, excuse me, the general who had bombed Serbia and had a uh, Jewish grandparent, uh, reported uh, Huffington, was, quote, really angry, unquote, about a column suggesting that former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was, quote, leading the charge, end quote, in lobbying the U.S. for airstrikes against Iran in 2007. Clark, who advocates negotiations with Iran, expressed concern about what he believes is an administration plan to take military action against that country's nuclear facilities. When asked how he knew the administration was planning an attack, he said, quote, You just have to read what's in the Israeli press. The Jewish community is divided. But there is so much pressure being channeled from the New York money people to the office seekers, end quote. Boy, that's an interesting uh, quote. So the general is reading the Israeli press? Huh. Anyway, the article goes on and says, that set off alarms in, in uh, Jewish groups across the country. Why, well, sure it did. No. No comment can be unanswered. Anyway, Foxman, ADL's Foxman, after a conversation with Clark this week, said, Retired General didn't deny that he said it, but said it wasn't what he meant. The ADL leader told, told Clark that he had, quote, bought into a conspiratorial bigotry that increasingly sees Israel, Jews, and the American Jewish organizations as the driving force behind U.S. involvement in Iraq and Iran. No, that couldn't be the case. Thanks for pointing that out. And other regimes will be given a clear warning and state clearly they will live in peace force if necessary of bitterness hatred and violence threat to all threat to all okay thank you battle cry 
We'll have more from you later. Anyway, also in the no comment is too small to overlook. Headline, white genius agrees that criticizing Jews is absolutely necessary. Scientist James D. Watson, co-discoverer of the structured DNA and Nobel Prize winner, says that anti-Semitism is justified in a recent magazine interview. The ADL called Dr. Watson's remarks about Jews disturbing and is asking Watson to clarify them. Watson, 78, who lives in Cold Harbor, New York, tells Esquire magazine in his January edition that anti-Semitism, in some circumstances, is justified. Oh, I wish I had that little applause line. I wonder what happened to that. In the interview, uh, Watson asks rhetorically, Should you be allowed to make an anti-Semitic remark? He answered, Yes, because some anti-Semitism Anti-Semitism is justified. If you can't be criticized, that's very dangerous. You lose the concept of a free society. Yes, I think I'll edit in that applause line that I have uh, when I find that. Okay, we're going to take a break here in a few moments. Let me send a um, uh, let me send a message to Alex so he knows. To come on soon. Well, maybe he's hearing it too. We'll see here. Get ready in five minutes. Okay. And um, let's see what else is on the play here. Yeah. When we come back from a break here, uh, Alex is going to discuss uh, the white nationalist movement, the Strom affair, and a whole bunch of other things like that. I'm still not at the top of my form, so I'm asking uh, all of you to. Um, uh, consider calling into the show tonight to keep it going. Like I said, I'm not uh, in full form here. I'm still kind of kind of weak. Uh, and, um, and before I uh, take a short break here, and then we'll bring in Alex, I'll play another Battle Cry song. Uh, I want to remind everyone how to contact the show. That is our new phone number. This I'll put it in the, in the thread if someone hasn't already. Our new phone number is six six zero. Six seven five four three eight eight. That's six seven five six six zero six seven five four three eight eight. The Skype ID is VNN Free Talk Live. For both methods, as always, please send a chat message so we can work you into the program. Uh, we have a chat message here from uh, Unreconstructed, and he says uh, in comment. Um, there is no constitution anymore, Jeff. There is no legitimate government anymore. And with that, I, I really do agree. Okay, after this short break, we're going to come back with Alex. Hi, this is Richard Spartan Stewart from the band Battle Cry, and you're listening to Vanguard Radio. Guaranteed 100% pro-white or your money back. Go, VNN! Other regimes will be given a clear warning and state clearly they will live in peace as force if necessary. Of bitterness, hatred, and violence. Threat to all. Threat to all. Threat to all.
Welcome to Vanguard Radio. There, Alex. Hello. Oh, Hello. There, Alex is there. Yeah. Hey. Linder. Hey. Maybe I had too much stuff open. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Get you gotta get a new uh, gerbil in your computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got that little gerbil running that little I, that little uh, barrel. I, uh, yeah, I'm hearing you guys about twice as loud as normal. Let me. I, you know, okay. I watched that Africa audio. Yeah. And I I messed with my sound levels a little bit. I think that's what it may be. Uh, I don't know. You could tell readers a little or listeners a little about that. Film I, I, I yeah, I it. wouldn't doubt it. This African audio, it's an Italian film, and uh, it, the URL is floating around on Vietnam Forum, and it was uh, made back in 1964. I think released in '66. And uh, the thing the thing about it is, uh, this guy went all over Africa. And went into South Africa and all these other countries there, and just uh, this is a time when the European powers were leaving uh, South Africa, and and it's not necessarily a T and B movie, but uh, you know all the all the all the um, all the slaughters and killing that the that the Jews accused the Germans of, which I've never seen any pictures of, by the way. These people actually have pictures of it. They have pictures of just mountains of dead bodies, where these different tribes slaughter each other and and uh, cut off each uh, and all these hands, and then they have uh, f- scenes there where mercenaries, uh, a lot of them are white mercenaries from Europe, are you know are uh, shooting the hell out of the place. Uh, it, it's a, it's a real interesting film, and and uh, uh, you you really cannot get a, a measure on on you know just exactly even even here living in the U.S. You, you really can't get a measure of, of raw T and B, typical nigger behavior, and, and this is really typical n- nigger yeah, behavior. Yeah, I mean, it, it's basically the whole planet is is open air Special Olympics around the clock. I mean, nobody's got any brains, but plenty of people have guns over there, and it it shows them, you know, just massacring the uh, Arabs on Zanzibar, I think it yeah. was, which is an island down there, and it it, it uh, shows them drowning one guy. They chase him over a wall and drown him out in the sea, and Maybe some of it was staged, but but on the whole, I think most of it wasn't. And the guys who filmed it had uh, giant balls to do it. They did. They they damn near get killed themselves. You know, you're dealing with someone with a basically retarded a retard with a gun. I mean, that's literally what it is. It's retarded creatures with guns, with the white man's metal sprayer. And my God, you know, wasn't that scene they did where? Um where uh, they went to South Africa near the last last third, and and you know they, they you got this oh, yeah. you got this whole yeah. uh, uh, panorama of devastation, and they go to South Africa, and South Africa is just like a paradise. People are surfing, people are jumping. Uh, beautiful <laughs> girls, beautiful blonde white girls are jumping up on on trampolines. Yeah, and it's clean and it's nice and orderly. Without the dirty man show feel to it, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they contrast the savages with the uh, white civilization in South Africa, which itself, of course, has now been destroyed. And they even end on that note, kind of talking about uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of penguins that got washed away from. Uh, yeah, did we did we lose someone there? I Stand thought I heard just dropped. Stand dropped. Oh, okay. I don't I'm know. Not if sure. That's intentional maybe he did not, it on purpose. I don't know. If not, he can come back. But uh, 
uh, yeah, then they kind of, you know, that's a that's a metaphor for the whites in Africa, a bit of civilization or mid savages, and and that ties up nicely the beginning where you see the British turning over. I think it's uh, Tanganyika. They're turning over British control back to the monkeys, and they, you know, they have the classic. Uh, British guy, nice day, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm referring to the day. That's sort of oblivious these fucking class. bush monkeys, man. It's just crazy. Yeah. And you see, you know, civilization equals whites. Blacks ain't got nothing to do with it. And one way or another, someone's going to take over that continent and just get rid of them or else put them on a reservation. But, well, we'll uh, say the Chinese will do it now. Well, and the Chinese it, won't make the mistake of trying to, you know... Christianize or raise up these people. The Chinese just yeah. interested in their resources. That's it. He, he's he's got a nice shot there of uh, these these uh, goofy uh, uh, but good looking uh, women. Uh, they're hunting foxes, you know, and they dressed up in their goofy little suits and they're they're painting the nigger. The nigger's running through the bush and hopping up in a tree to simulate a fox because I guess there aren't any foxes in Africa and and uh, you know they show the uh, the black helping the woman get onto the uh, horse and kind of. Yeah, a nice crotch, look up her crotch, and you, you totally get. They do it very well. In some ways, I really think it, it's better that it's done by Italians rather than uh, th- than by English or Americans. I, sometimes it's funny. You always think of you know Roma, Italian, Spanish romance languages and more soft and lilting and and uh, lyrical, but really, in, in certain ways, and I'm thinking of the westerns of Sierra. What's his name? Serge Leone. They're in some ways they're sparer and less sentimental than Anglo-Saxon shit. Yeah. And this, this, I think this is more effective for being done in Italian uh, and, and with the subtitles than uh, it's just a well-done movie, and, and it leaves you with the impression, the correct we impression, that Africans are basically wild animals. And okay, we have a Doug that sent me a chat message. And he wants to know the name of this again, this movie. It's Africa Audio. I don't know if... Uh, I suppose audio means goodbye, because it's about the disappearance of Africa. That is, the white man colonized it, and now he's leaving. And the film starts with the, the British pulling out and turning it over to the natives. And soon the, the, the natives are, are acting crazy. They're murdering people, and they're destroying uh, imports from South Africa. And you see these, these niggers with idiot grins rolling in smashed cases of eggs. And it's Africa Audio made by Italians back in the 60s. A-D-D-I-O, and you can find it on Google or Google Video yeah. or YouTube, whatever you want to call it. And I'm guessing that audio is Italian for adios, you know, which is uh, goodbye. Africa, goodbye. It's about Africa disappearing. And it shows, you know, one thing I thought was effective in displaying nigger stupidity is just how, how you know, we call them spear chuckers. They're chucking spears at all these animals. And yeah. They're so fucking dumb, they've got to get 10,000 niggers to, like, kill anything so they can set up, you know, corridors that are a couple miles long, and, and these quick animals eventually get tired out, and they're slowed down to the point where stupid niggers throwing spears can actually kill them. And it shows them killing them an elephant and a hippopotamus and, and all kinds of other beasts. And I, some of that looked to me a little stagey, but i got to assume that's more or less what they do. You're just amazed that the planet could support more than... You know, a few hundred thousand. Well, you know, the thing of, also the is simplicity of their tools. Yeah, some of these hunts that these niggers went on, it must have been how the American Indian did it too. They literally had just hundreds of niggers running down animals. Just hunt, yeah. they had an aerial shot. Not, not even hundreds, thousands of. Yeah, thousands, thousands of niggers of running yeah. down whole herds. That's right. Well, yeah, I, I think American Indians varied more in intelligence because there had been white men over here who had who had interbred with them. So yeah. some tribes are just dumb enough that they had to uh, eat acorns and ants, like the ones out in California, whereas other ones were a little more sophisticated. And they would 
you know, they would force the buffalo to run off a cliff, and then they would rip out the good parts and leave the rest, feast or famine. And, and that's, well, you know how they like to say the Indians live close to the land. and oh, yeah, well, They live close to the land because they're morons. They can't do anything better. If they could do something better, they, they would build it. But, uh, yeah, and then they wasted a lot more food than the white man did. But, but this is about Africa, and, and these people are the bottom of the bottom. The only people below Africans are Aborigines in Australia. And uh, honestly, all you have to do is point the camera and click to, for people to conclude <laughs> that Africans are monkeys. I mean, I remember as a little kid, and uh, you know how they used to send around like one volume out of a, a, a series to try to get you to sign up for the whole thing? Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was Time Life or what, but there were some peoples of the earth that they sent my parents uh, free, and I remember going through that and just going, wow. I mean, they, they would show pictures of like uh, a native New Guinean or, or an aborigine, and I, I'll never forget the picture of the long th- thumb and long thumbnail and this big string of grubs uh, that, that, that this aborigine had collected. And I was just like, I was blown away by that stuff. And another one showed, like, a, I think it was a New Guinean, and he'd been caught by his, his uh, opposition or his antagonist spear checkers had thrown like 50 spears through him as he was trying to cross a river. And just extremely memorable images that completely impress on you how radically different things that pass under the umbrella human. You know, you, they put all these things under one umbrella, but they ain't the same thing. And so much of life is, is grasping the reality that the words sort of convey, yet sort of hide at the same time. Not everything with a human face is human. That's an old fascist saying. It fits better than we're all equals. You know, and, and they, have to, they have to maintain their illusion uh, with fraud. Just as, you know, Martin Luther King, well, that, it's not his name. His name is Michael King. You know, he's a doctor. No, he's not a doctor. He stole all his stuff from someone else. And uh, at least there was no essay. There was no uh, essay for little kids to write about uh, Martin Luther King this year in Kirksville. And uh, <laughs> last year there was. And I mentioned that on the phone with the editor. Well, the I big lie really works, doesn't it? Hell yeah, it works. It works. People can't conceive that someone could lie about the Holocaust. Now we see Germany's trying to uh, bring all the European laws uh, to one that utterly bans anybody telling the truth about the Holocaust. And I and yet, yet everyone seems so docile. Yeah, and we got the ADL over here uh, back in the some some nigger and nigger woman in Congress introducing another hate crime speech. So you can't tell the truth about niggers, whatever. Well. What's left other than to kill them? Yeah, I know. You know, you know we're, we're not going to live as slaves under, uh, under the rule of, of these illiterate jungle savages as portrayed. In, and don't, don't kid yourself in the slightest that uh, niggers in America are, are one whit different from niggers in Africa. See, you're, it's very easy to be taken in, whether by words or by the fact that we have, enough, we have enough excess material goods here for niggers to outfit themselves with something beyond loincloths. And uh, that's that's another thing. It shows uh, they show the African women realizing for the first time, just like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, that they're naked and putting on the the white man's nylons and the white man's underwear. And <laughs> they show the League of Decency, and that that it's just like the other day we talked about that thing up in Estonia where he's like, "I'm in charge of the red rubber stamps, motherfucker." Yeah. He's like stamping League of Decency on the underwear and passing them out to these Kenyan women or or I don't know what nation it was. It's just too funny and the. These these she monkeys are walking around with their their big drawers on, and I guess they're all proud. Now they're finally clothed, but by God, I mean they're not our equals. They look like the niggers going to church on Sunday. Yeah. Well, they well 
they were. Uh, I can't remember what country that was. In, I think that was like South Africa around there. It may have been. It may have been. But anyway, there's a lot of there's a lot of really uh, stark and fascinating scenes, and uh, like the guys. The journalists are, or the Italian guys are in the plane. They're trying to land on Zanzibar, and they're being threatened. And the, the German photographers in the plane behind them go down, and, and I guess they were taken prisoner, and then they burned their plane. But they're like, hey, we decided to skip it today. <laughs> There's like these angry mobs of savages waiting to kill. I'm like, those dudes got some balls. They did. Landing in the middle of that crap. And they tried to bluff their way, and they were damn close to getting stacked up against the wall and shot like the other Arabs. And, you know, they, they, it's just like they said. It's just like rival ant colonies going at each other and holding raids and killing each other off and chopping it at a big pile of severed nig hands, as you mentioned. And yeah, that's voting for you, right? That's your, yeah. that's your voting hand. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know what they're... Uh, it's it's loaded with amusing stuff. Suffice to say, this video would not be made today, although not because there is no no more savagery to be recorded. I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, you know, I, the kikes, you know, we know, we all know this. They, they they complain about all these, you know, all this brutality that's supposedly committed against them, but you know, there's no pictures of this. And I, you know, I, I now I've finally seen pictures of the kind of brutality. That supposedly they claim or that they claim that was committed against them, and it ain't, it ain't in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah you remember uh, actually the uh, stupid things that niggers do will go on like a white farmer's land and they'll take their machete and chop out the tendon on the back of the on the back of the cow's leg so the cow has to drag his hindquarters rather like the Jews sli- half slicing off the throat of the cow to ritually kill it in, in terms of the, the animal abuse that is a part of their religion. Torturing animals is, is part of the Jewish religion. And the niggers, so the Jew does in a codified legal religious form what the nigger does naturally, you know, and, and stupidly, just abusing these cows and the white farmers got to go there and put a bullet in their head to kill them. Uh, and if, white man, you got to be on top. And, and unlike the British, uh, you got to do your own dirty work. And, and even to call it dirty work is, is to betray the, the wrong mentality. You know, picking your own cotton and digging your own furrows, plowing your own field, removing your own stones, that's not dirty work. Cleaning your own house, that's not dirty work. That's part of maintaining the civilization, and you have to do all of it. You don't pay Mexican illegals or nigger slaves because that's where you end up. They end up raping and killing your daughters and your wife and murdering you. And you you must do your own dirty work, and you know it completely shows. It shows some of the board trekkers moving uh, and discovering the gold. And, and the minute white men build a civilization, the niggers come in, and they want their piece of it without ever understanding how it was created. And then the Jews show up and start lying about the cause and creation of everything. And pretty soon they, the niggers have political power, and then everybody's on the run. Uh, and that's the nature of things. It has to be reversed. The nigger is what it is. It's not going to change. And, and so is the Jew. But the Jew is the one that, that causes this because it lies about it. It prevents us from discussing problems, and you can't solve problems if you can't talk about them. And that's what a hate crime speech is. It's an attempt to prevent us from even discussing problems, let alone saying, it's saying the problem is talking about the problems. Whereas we're saying, no, the problem is the problem, and you're the one who caused it. So 
Let's take a let's take a short break here at the top of the hour, Alex, and this will be a short one. Okay. And uh, let's uh, let's talk about this this hate crimes business, and of course all the movement uh, issues that are are going on. I know a lot of people. We got a pretty big audience yeah, tonight. Yeah. I know a lot of people are interested in, in in this, and 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 you know your idea. And of course, yeah. Let, uh, well, uh, using what the fear regarding Strom is the news peg. We'll talk about white nationalist culture and what it ought to be. Okay, and and uh, let's let's do that. And um, and if you want to, you know, bounce these ideas off Alex or, or whatever, or tell him he's just nuts and doesn't know what he's talking about. The um, the Skype ID is VNN Free Talk Live. VNN Free Talk Live, and the phone number, which we just got, 660-675-4388. Okay, let's... let's and, uh, yeah, I'd like to give Jeff a lot of thanks for setting this all up. He's been working hard this weekend to bring you this show, so uh, I hope you all appreciate that. Well, it's my pleasure. Uh, I certainly appreciate the chance to, to talk about this, because it is important. You're listening to Vanguard Radio. 